welcome to the I Am A Health Visitor podcast. My name's Amy. And I'm Jenny. Yes, and today... <laughs> you're like, yes, you yes, you are. That. Good, good, okay, I'm, I, I am feeling myself today, so uh, I, I thought I probably was me, but... It's fine, everyone, I promise, I can see her, she's there, <laughs> she's Jenny, it's fine. It's another one that we're in the same room, if you haven't guessed. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her in real life. Um, so... Today, we're going to talk about the joys of having the student nurse working with you. I really love having student nurses. I know, me too. It is that kind of thing where actually it's just nice having someone there who is, well, hopefully interested. Um, (laughs) But also just sort of kind of show off about what we do, do a bit of advertising. Because again... It's, I think it's a recurrent theme in our podcast, isn't yeah. it? About how important it is to get word out there as to what we are, what we do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sort of have, starting with these uh, student nurses is a, as good a point as any. Absolutely. Um, to give them full understanding so that they can then go back to the wards and go, oh, blimey, those health visitors work quite hard, yeah, actually. Yeah, they're doing a good job, yeah. yeah. And maybe when they discharge a child that's going to need ongoing care in the community or whatever, pick up the phone, call the health visitor, yeah. let us know what's going going on yes really love to know what's happened as this child's been admitted we can support the family better if we know what's happening yeah Yeah. you know you get all those messages through and you know some of them might want to train to be health visitors and then we carry on the workforce and all of that lovely stuff but it can also be quite stressful because obviously a lot of our you know there is the the joy of the the visits and the clinics and things yes but then there's like, what do you do the other with half student of the nurse? Role. Yeah, what do you yeah. do with student nurse when you're trying to catch up with all your record keeping, or you suddenly discover you've got a case conference in a couple of days and need to take half a day out to do um, a, report. a report or something? You know, how does that work? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk today about some of the little things that you can give a student nurse which will actually be useful to the student nurse rather than just giving them stuff to use up time because you've got to do your documentation you know or sending them home like five hours early not that you know I very much enjoyed being sent home early when I was a student nurse but you know having said that yeah, There's lots of really to, great stuff about health visiting stuff to do. as well. So yeah. one of the first ports of call I would suggest is um, the blog post by Viv Bennett about health visiting, about the four five six model. Yes. To really give them a bit of an understanding as to the uh, the the groundwork. What do we have to do? What is expected of us? I um, think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always do that. I start any when as soon as I meet the student nurse for the first time in that initial conversation that you're having about what they've done before, you know, what they're interested in, you know, so that you can try and tailor what stuff you're telling them to, to what they're interested in. Yeah. In that same conversation, I usually give them a brief overview of what health visiting is. Yeah. And the place I start with that is by printing out the copy of the 456 model for them and giving it to them and going it through it. Excellent. Because that gives a really good overview of what health visitors are, what do we do. Because yeah. otherwise, if you're only with me for a day or even a week, 
you might not see every type of contact. Yeah, no. You know, and you're no. certainly, you know, you all know from our other health visiting episode <laughs> podcast, which is What is a Health Visitor, that yeah. there's a huge amount of stuff yeah. that we cover. And, and no student nurse is going to see all that. Yeah. And so. obviously you're very welcome to direct student nurses to our uh, podcast. Yeah. And to that one in particular, I think is a really good kind of, I, I always Overview. call, I kind of call that the entry level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the entry level podcast. We want to get a bit of a... <laughs> A sense one. of what we're what we're about and things yeah and what we're not about yeah and um and i think it's really good as well to incorporate different forms of media because yeah we have these millennials coming through now who actually <laughs> you're probably young enough to be a millennial as well aren't you <laughs> she's looking at me with absolute disgust <laughs> i'm not looking at you with disgust one of them millennials <laughs> i'm just more thinking you know what flashed through my head then actually is that I'm just thinking, oh my god, you'll probably only ever seen Friends repeated. <laughs> you don't remember that excitement of watching Ross and Rachel get together for the first time. And is that the cutoff, like for yeah. young versus? Yeah, not pretty so much. Young. If, if you don't actually remember watching Friends every Friday night as it was came out, no. not knowing what was going to happen, no, pretty much got the box set of like yeah. all the seasons and yeah. binge watched it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how it works for you, but in my area, um, with our universities that we get student nurses from, they yeah. actually come to us about six-week placement. Oh, okay, yeah, um, that's good. So it's brilliant, but it is a bit daunting at first, because you just think, crumbs, what am I going to do with you for six weeks? Yeah. <laughs> so also what it's worth doing is like, find, you know, talking with them about what their experience have been so far, what interests they've got. Yeah, definitely. And especially it might be that they also talk about things they've seen or experienced on wards. Yeah. And the, you can maybe marry up with some of the community follow-up to those sorts of things exactly. that they've seen on Exactly, that's wards. really valuable, I think. Um, and to just sort of keep their interest and work with them you know it's no point trying to pigeonhole them push them into something they're not interested in no definitely um, while at the same time wanting to open their minds up to everything else that can be explored yeah um and so we often will do with them for or suggest they do for a half day is try and do a windscreen survey so if you google windscreen yeah. survey i know it's something which some skipping students do as some of them have to do it as their first sort of essay don't they we didn't at king's no but um, we did have the material together and did kind of undertake a bit of a, an informal windscreen survey in our place, yeah. my placement at least. Yeah, mine too. And it's quite handy if you've got a quite mixed area mm. to maybe pick out two different areas for them to do it. Maybe if, if there's an area nearby that's very different to your own yeah. pra- your own area, mm. get them to have a look around that area as well to really visualise those differences, get them thinking about community mm. and sort of yeah how does it feel to live in this area compared to another area mm. um and it's a nice way of like you know sort of they can spend like half a day on that yeah um, sort of half a morning which again is good for if you're trying to get something sorted out if something comes up at short notice yeah. if you're on annual leave for a day yeah or a day off that you you kind of need someone to cover for that one mm. of my things if i've had, i've only had a student my own student like once but it was like I had to think of things to pair to do every Monday and Friday because obviously I don't there. work those yeah. days. Yeah. So I think a windscreen shield survey can be good and probably worth just briefly saying what it is 
because there might be student nurses True. listening who yeah. are wondering what do I do on my health visiting placement so windshield survey is essentially where you're going around the local area and you know it's called that because you think of like the windshield of a car like looking through but you can do it on foot just as easily if you're in you know a really busy <laughs> area of London like, have the cars yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or on or, bus or, or whatever in London or any other major city or any other major city yeah. other cities are available as they say on the BBC here are we no well I'm not anymore I don't live in London so (laughs) but anyway the um yeah so but I think they can they can be really useful or they can be like if you're like me and your geography is terrible they can be just walking around an area going oh look there's some streets and not really learning a huge amount maybe ensure that you print out sort of google maps of the local area and mark out what you're looking for or know where you're going what you're looking for on a paper map then you can actually mark things down for the student to say this is where this is and this is where no the student can mark things down and say oh i found this here or that there or I noticed it's X far to get to the children's the bus, centre the from children's this place, or the bus mm. stop, or the station, mm-hmm. or I realised I'd been walking for ten minutes and hadn't even seen a shop or anything. Yeah, mm. kind of. Where on earth are they getting their emergency nappies if they need emergency nappies and things yeah, like that? You know, yeah. That sort of thing. I think what can be useful about a windshield survey as well, and what when I started my new job role, what I did, um, and I think students can do this as well, is on my windshield survey, I went in to everywhere that I thought would be a relevant place for me to know about as a health visitor. So, you know, the children's centres, the kind of community centres and yeah. and charities if you see them or you know organizations that work with vulnerable families yeah. go in and introduce yourself I'm a student nurse I'm just starting a placement here I'm going to be here for six weeks or whatever Um, what do you do here is it something that I could perhaps learn about you know could I find yeah. out a little bit about what you're doing and and that makes your windshield survey really meaningful rather than it just being yeah. you just walking around yeah you know and you know, oh do you have a phone number do, is there any other local charities you think I should be looking at yeah. you know what could I what would be the best use of my time here exactly. because those people that work in those places are doing you know as well as the health visitors are doing the frontline work yeah. with the families and yeah. so they will be able to tell you oh this would be really good for you to see or oh well in this area we have this really brilliant local yeah. food bank or we have this really brilliant local domestic violence charity yeah. um, and this is the phone number and her name's Linda and you know why don't you call her and see if you can book in a morning or oh, you know those yeah. things are really helpful yeah so that's windshield co- survey covered yeah definitely. you got those words in the wrong order then um <laughs> But I mean, also, if you are sort of office-based, and it's one of those things, it's kind of... So the things we're going to suggest are, obviously, if they, if your student can have access to the internet in the office, fantastic. Yeah. Otherwise, these are things that you can print out. One of the um, most important things, which I think, which I always print out for students yeah. to work through, and again, is another kind of morning or afternoon task, is um, the RCPCH... Growth, growth stuff yeah training yeah which i think is so useful and yes yeah you, you they do it's self-directed they can work through it yeah come back to you to discuss about the answers and things and what, what to do if done. what to do if. yeah yeah and of course we've got our podcast episode on measurements as well haven't we so of course get them to have a look through all the rcpch training and have a listen to our podcast episode on how to measure and when to measure and why and all of that and then they'll be away but then also it means it really revolutionizing clinic yeah they can then do the weight 
have a go at plotting it. Yeah, and, and you know, really feel engaged in it. And then that whole conversation about, well, how is their growth? Yeah. Is that normal growth? Is that abnormal? Are we worried? Are we not worried? What advice are we going to give to the parent? Yeah. And can really sort of feel, yeah, find themselves more involved in it rather than just sitting there watching Definitely. the stream of babies coming through and being weighed and things. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know... Sorry. Used, sorry, I was going to say, it's something that they can actually... They've obviously then got that. They yes. can keep that. Yeah. That's then something really useful for them if they're developing a portfolio or something. And also, I think there is stuff about... They always have an objective around weight and Growth and nutrition yeah. and, and those types of objectives are definitely in most of the yeah. books, aren't they? Um. So, yeah, it's something else they can tick off on in that sense. And, and it's a learning thing for them. Yeah. So I think that's a really good one. And probably good, something good to do near the beginning of the placement. Definitely. Because then, you know, when you're doing home visits in the new birth or when you're in clinics, yeah. that's a bit that the student nurse could do, yeah. which is unusual in, because yeah. most of our stuff, you can't it isn't like the ward nursing no. where they can be very hands-on and you're there shadowing them and yeah. monitoring and making sure they're doing it right yeah. that's not really how it is no. with health visiting it's difficult to recreate those types Definitely. of opportunities so i had yeah. interesting experience with um two student nurses in clinic the other month because mm-hmm. i accidentally i didn't actually have my own student nurse and then accident without realizing it agreed to two of my colleagues having each of their students the same day. come to clinic on the same day. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And my colleague's like, huh? And I went, no, it's okay. There's going to be a way of working around this. And <laughs> it actually worked out really well because also, um, so there's often a nursery nursing clinic. She was tied up so she couldn't come out. Oh, well, that was clinic as well. Handy. And so what I did was I had them alternating. So they were in the waiting room chatting with clients and when it was that client's turn to come in, they would come in with the client, having already had a bit of a chat Great. with the mother about how things were going. Oh, that sounds really good. Helped to weigh the child, observed the interaction with me and the family, and if there was anything coming up and things. Mm. And then would like, you know, then take them out, say bye-bye. The other student would come in with the next person, then they would then go to whoever ah. was next. So it meant they got to really have chance to chat to parents using Great. the clinic. Yeah. Find out a bit about the child, see how that then sort of how that was handled when they came into the clinic room. Yeah. So they were sort of encountering the issues in the waiting room. Yeah. And then they were coming in with the client, seeing how that issue was presented to you. Yeah. And seeing how yeah. you then handled it. Yeah. And because it was one of those things, they weren't they weren't then saying, "Oh, this is so and so," and she's got this, got this problem. No, they were just letting the the parents sort of yeah. do talking things. But also, they were able to then talk to parents well a bit about, "Oh, yeah, how do you find the service? Where mm. you know what things have you used? Have you found it useful and stuff?" Which I imagine was really helpful for you afterwards to get a sense from the student. Or what did people say about the service? You know, did they have any kind of yeah. things that they thought, "Oh, actually, this isn't ideal," or yeah. that could have been better? Because then you've that's all feedback for your service yeah. isn't it which so, is brilliant yeah I mean to be fair there wasn't that kind of feedback but also what happened was it actually worked out quite well because it was they each had interesting cases that they saw brilliant and things that we need to act upon and so you know, all ha- yeah we just got together at the end of the clinic the three of us sat down for another sort of Compare five minutes notes. or so and so I explained a bit mm. more about some of the things that I'd done and things they got a chance to ask questions Great. I sent them in yeah um, sent them a few links to 
different things to look up to mm-hmm. sort of consider mm. for them to reflect on mm. and uh, no it worked out really it's one of those funny things isn't it where sometimes when you think oh no yeah. impending disaster <laughs> yeah. it then turns out all right and you're like oh wow actually that worked out well <laughs> fantastic sounds like you really kind of turned that around could have been an absolute disaster oh, yeah, but actually completely. turned out being brilliant yeah. so well done um so one of the other, I know we mentioned Viv Bennett's blog, but there is, um, I always add the much neglected title to my blog now because I haven't posted on it for ages. But um, I know that I, I would always, re- I would sort of recommend to students looking up my um, Jen the HV blog. Yeah. Um, which I think is wordpress.com. I can't remember, but it's all I think all it's a WordPress Jen, blog, Jen yeah. JenTheHV.wordpress. I think if you Google Jen the HV, yeah, it does come up. There's not many other Jen the HV, but yeah, that's sometimes a good thing. Um, I did do a couple of vlogs about, funnily enough, breastfeeding. Given that I'm now (laughs) doing your breastfeeding breastfeeding stuff, yeah. but they're, they're quite nice to look at because I did one from a professional point of view and one about my personal experiences of breastfeeding. Mm. And so it's quite interesting um, to see that. And also I think it's it's interesting when I sort of look back on it as well because I mean, I, I, I mean, I've not posted on there in like a year, mm. which is really bad. It's <laughs> all um, right. But the post you've got on there is still good. It doesn't yeah, mean like and I think not... it also does really mark that period of time as well yeah, in health your, visiting yeah, yeah. Um, and sort of to look and compare that to now mm. but what I also like doing is um, really sort of and especially like I mentioned you know millennial millennial health student nurses millennial health visitors millennial parents these days and yeah. things really getting them to look at what is online with regards to parenting yeah so I get them to review sort of things on First Steps Nutrition and the UNICEF website regarding yeah. infant feeding. Both fantastic sources, and then And then get them to Google. Yeah, what apps just Google. No, just to Google oh, breastfeeding. Oh, I see. Yeah, what comes and up. And see what comes up. And to ask them to look at who's actually produced that advice. Yeah. How does that advice sound? And How does it differ, maybe, from, from the UNICEF advice yeah, or from the First Steps yeah, Nutrition yeah. advice? Yeah. And just to show what you know, differences there differences can be. Differences there are, mm. and how big an influence food and formula companies have on the advice that parents, advice are, that receiving. parents are receiving, yeah. and the messages they're receiving, and how absolutely subliminal. Oh, I could go on and rant about this, but I won't. <laughs> but it's so true, and and I think a really important skill for a student nurse to be building as well that kind of critical eye on yeah. on information. Definitely. So you know, there's there will be again competencies about looking critically at data, yeah. evaluating evidence, evaluating information. And because the other one to do is to look up infant sleep information source. Yeah, the unfortunately just, named ISIS. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Google, <laughs> why won't my baby sleep? And then see or, what or comes baby up sleep and, see and see how see different the advice is. You know, depending yeah. on the area, how many private sleep, sleep, sleep specialists? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. What are they promoting? And what, what difference is that from maybe the yeah. NHS advice? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, obviously, you know, looking at linking in with other services. So, you know, looking at could they do a day with or, or half a day with speech and language therapies? Mm-hmm. Could they maybe observe a local GP doing six to eight week reviews? Yeah. How does that differ from our six to eight week reviews? Same um, with vaccinations, the yeah, practice nurse. Yeah. 
midwives as well yeah, doing absolutely. Um, more sort of time with them and also obviously within children's centres yeah, so when our student nurses are doing six weeks they actually do two weeks based in the children's centres okay. going to um, all the different sessions working with family support workers and things to get right. a real feel of what they do um, also um, it's like it's one of those things where with um, yeah the other thing is I like, so we've covered feeding we've covered infant sleep Eric as well with regard to toilet training right. and things yeah and again that versus what's the advice that they're seeing if they just look places. on Google if they yeah. just look on Mumsnet even as well yeah you know How really different to, is it? I think one mm. of the big aims I have with my student nurses is to make them really aware of how um how the many other influences there are on mm. parents and mm. it's like you know no wonder you get parents coming in asking this in clinic because actually this is the information that they're receiving yeah, when yeah. they're looking to try and find out about it yeah yeah and no wonder you get parents attending A&E feeling very lost and wanting just some good advice on x or y because yeah. actually there's so much there's a bewildering amount of inaccurate information out there Definitely. it's enough for anyone to get lost in yeah um yeah. and and really trying to give give them a sense of of how we can best communicate yeah. with parents whether that's through technology and yeah. things like that or you know through your visits or the yeah. clinics or whatever and it's that thing as well, you know, look at, you know, sort of if they want a project, you know, is there a space that they could design a poster? Is there something that's lacking? Mm-hmm. You know, could they use in the source of information that you've used, you know, put together something? Yeah. Or can they take on giving a particular bit of health promotion advice during sort of visits, during the new birth mm-hmm. visit? And, you know, seeing if they'd be happy to try and develop something there as well yeah yeah and when you're looking at that as a process as well it's that idea of going from novice to expert so starting out by you know everyone starts out when you're giving health promotion advice in the same way I think you know you have your kind of you've learned this bit of information you're going to give this bit of information to the parent and they're going to listen and you're going to tell them the information and and that's kind of how everyone starts and then talking to them about how to tailor the advice and start by asking the parent you know what do you know about x or how do you feel about y yeah. and then letting them tell you a bit of information and then saying oh well, interesting you say that because you know have you heard about this thing yeah. you know which is really relevant to what you've just said and then just tweaking what you're saying so that it then becomes and then talking about how that's more meaningful for a family Definitely. and I think most student nurses would be really open to that because that's a really transferable skill yeah. that's something they're going to be using right through their yeah. nursing training yeah paediatric nurses yeah. definitely which is the majority of the nurses yeah. with health yeah. visitors are usually peds yeah. nurses aren't they um so yeah that's I think a good one okay and obviously if you've got any ideas we haven't mentioned about what you do with student nurses yeah um obviously you know maybe not using them as coat racks <laughs> or uh, or cushions or anything yeah that's not so nice that's don't not hear such about a good that. use no, no don't do that no. no also don't make them take your notes <laughs> yeah. I used to hate that. Although, <laughs> although possibly nurse. training them up to take tea orders could be good. No, terrible. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I say that. I, I don't drink tea or coffee, so it's fine. <laughs> I can joke about that. You're not like using the student nurses as your uh, tea ladies. No, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, amazing. Yeah. I think definitely so, throw yeah, us the idea. Also, yeah, if you're a student nurse and you're listening, then hello. 
Um, but also, yeah, what have you really loved? What has your best placement kind of been? Done yeah, that has really helped you. And yeah. yeah, any any little things we've not mentioned that you're like, oh, but I did this and it was amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, let us know. You can tweet us at I am a HV. You can contact us on Facebook on our page I am a health visitor, or you can email us I am a health visitor at gmail Thanks very much for and listening. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Also, don't forget, if you're listening to us, if you are um, accessing iTunes, please do um, rate us and subscribe um, because, the you know, albeit that we're a niche podcast, it would be lovely to be able to reach a wider market. Definitely. And uh, that does apparently help us go up the charts a bit. Yeah, and, uh, so and uh, be e- more easily found. Yes, and we can spread the word of health visiting far yeah. and wide. Also, yeah, if you were, I saw this on the podcast, the other, on the Sprogcast podcast, which the I Sprogcast do recommend. Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I didn't realise until I went to say it how much it's a bit of a tongue twister there. Um, the Sprogcast podcast, which I strongly recommend listening to, um, they are amazing and hopefully we will be uh, doing something with them soon. Um, but they they kind of seem to get advertising just by putting out there that they they would love to have some sponsorship. <laughs> so if you are listening and you're in a, a position to be able to offer us any sponsorship, um, <laughs> you can have, always email. We have high we have high scruples. We would need to be. Very, we do uh, have very high yeah, scruples. So yeah, we're not just going to accept it from anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear from you and chat. <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening and see you again soon hopefully yeah, bye bye bye